Hey everybody, this is your co-host Jason Madden. Welcome to the Doing the Thing podcast where we do just that. Doing the thing to help you overcome procrastination and build a legacy of wealth and success in your relationships, career, and business. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Doing the Thing podcast. Uh, Today's a very special episode. Uh, We have two more veteran business owners joining us today, all very recent business owners, both retirees, one from the Air Force and one from the Army. So we're really excited to kind of talk to them about, you know, going through some of the coaching process that Phil and I do and, and kind of going nuts to bolts in a full startup with a you know, business in the same franchise, doing the same kind of different industry, same industry, only in different locations. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And as always, I'm joined by by Phil. Phil, how's it going, man? Hey, outstanding. And such an honor and a pleasure to meet with both of the folks we have joining us today. Um, again, as, you know, as we were talking a little bit before the podcast started, thank you both for your service. It's so meaningful and so important and such an honor to have you here. So thank you. Appreciate yeah, so, it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the two gentlemen that we have today is uh, John McDonough and Ernest Perkins. Um, we'll start out with John. John, tell us a little bit about uh, how we met, the process. How, you know, you getting out of the military and going into the job, corporate world, and doing all that cool stuff. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> we kind of met right after COVID happened. Um, everything was virtual, and I was trying to figure out how to transition out of the army and into the civilian world. And I found a bunch of different networking groups and one in particular, which was uh, veteran vets, the industry. And that's how me and Jason hooked up. We, we ran into one another at one of those. And he was like, Hey, have you ever thought about uh, entrepreneurship? And I was like, eh. he's like, oh, I think we should talk about it. And I was like, okay, I'll talk. I'll listen to anything once, you know, and see where it goes from there. And uh, we set up an appointment uh, like two weeks later. And then we went through the whole shebang. Uh, I think we talked for, three or four months. Um, and at the time, there were so many things between COVID and, you know, just life in general, not knowing exactly where we were really going to end up, my wife and I, my family. Um, it, it was hard for me to go, yes, let's make a 10-year commitment to, to whatever franchise in, in this location if, if we weren't going to be there forever. And that's kind of a what took me out of the running, I was like, you know, I really want to do this. And I told him that I was like, I'm in, I want to do it. Um, but between timing and financial uh, per- reasons, now was not the time. So um, I took a pause and me and Jason remained friends. Uh, we chatted a couple of times through LinkedIn um, and then Facebook as well. And Fast forward a little bit down the road, and I, I got into government contracting, and that landed me in Huntsville, Alabama, where I'm about two hours from my hometown in Chattanooga, and I really love it here. It's growing exponentially. There's all walks of life. It isn't um, the backwoods of Alabama that a lot of people people oh Alabama, you know, but it's a totally different world um, here in in Huntsville. There's there's a you're either a rocket scientist or a contractor here. And it's, uh, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting uh, group of people. Um, and like I said, I really loved it. And I knew that this is where I wanted to stay. Uh, but government contracting was kind of sucking the life out of me. I was, I was literally doing what I'm doing right now, sitting behind a computer, standing at a computer screen for eight hours a day and just 
putting on between COVID and working from home, I think I put on about 50 pounds and not good, not in a good way. Um, so I had to do something. I had to change it up. So um, we actually started looking for my wife uh, initially. I was like, have you, you know, we talked about buying a business. Why don't you get into this? And uh, I reached back out to Jason and we started walking through the process once again. Um, but this time with my wife as the focus and uh, about a week later, two weeks later, I got my pink slip saying that the contract I was on was coming to an end um, and that uh, I would have to look for employment somewhere else. So, you know, I, 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 was, I broke the news to Jason. I was like, yeah, just like it was the day we met too. Like one of the days we were meeting, I was like, oh, by the way, I just found out like an hour ago that I'm no longer employed in a few months, uh, which twisted everything around. And it was like, why don't you buy a franchise? So that's kind of how we ended up, uh, with me in the, in the driver's seat instead of my wife. Um, and yeah, so did that answer the question or do I keep going? Absolutely. I, I don't want to be too long-winded. Shout out to Kate. <laughs> she, she was so awesome to work with too. So I hope she's, she's well, I'm sure she's well involved with everything that you guys are doing and, and probably kind of working a little bit on the side too. Huh? She's trying, she's trying to, to she helps out when I, when I need her to. Um, she's an HR guru, so it's very beneficial to have someone at home that I can go, does this sound right, or am I doing something illegal? <laughs> That's so cool, man. And so tell us a little bit about uh, the business. Tell us about the franchise. Okay, so Ace Handyman Services. Um, obviously, our parent company is Ace Hardware. Uh, about two years ago, roughly, Ace Hardware approached Handyman Matters, which was a uh, a business that had been around for about 25 years at the time um, and, and approached them and said, Hey, we want to, we want to join forces. We want, we've been looking for a handyman service that we can attach our brand to and that has good values. And we meet in the middle and, and you guys look like the one. Uh, so our founder, Andy uh, was like, you know what? That's a great idea. So um, this actually, I actually looked at handyman matters originally with Jason three years ago and they had just went through the whole uh, buying Ace Hardware had just bought it. So there was the only thing they could tell me was Ace Hardware has bought us and our name is changing. Other than that, they couldn't tell me anything else. And that kind of scared me. You know, I was like, is Ace Hardware going to come in and screw this up? No offense to Ace Hardware, but you know, people have been known to do worse things, right? You know, you come in and think you're the guy with the good ideas and mess it all up. Kind of like I'm probably doing right now, but uh <laughs> But, uh, you know, that, that's kind of where I was sitting and I was like, man, it's not a good, good time for that either at this point in time. So, but now it's been two years down the road and everybody I've talked to owners and, and people at the corporate office, nobody changed out in corporate. They added to, but no one, no one lost their position or anything like that. So the same people who were leading it for the 25 years are still leading it today. Um, which I think is says volumes about his hardware. You know, they knew what they bought and they, they kept it that way. Um, and but everybody I've talked to has said, hey, Ace has done nothing but give us money and give us good, good pointers and help us ex expand our brand. Because and I've seen it in the few weeks that I've been open, that Ace hardware logo, that Ace logo, man, people I, I get asked in the hardware store or I'll be at, I'll be at the Publix or something and someone will go, hey, do you guys still sell triggers? And you're <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, sure do. Yetis, too. Yeah, yeah, go on. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's really, um, I follow a lot of Gary V. I don't know if you guys know, I'm sure you do know who Gary V is. And, and, and branding is his thing. 
and he talks a lot about how you know you don't buy a piece you don't buy something because you need it you buy it because of the brand you know and um and that's really what i was buying when i when i when i approached Ace hardware like i knew i wanted to provide a service for home base for homes whether it be like we looked at a couple of home inspection companies we looked at some other stuff so i knew that i wanted to be in the home service industry but that ace hardware logo honestly was the selling point i mean it's worth its weight in gold absolutely um question this one i, I kind of kept in the chamber before before the recording so i want to kind of get a an honest uh you know on the spot answer from you and obviously there's all honest answers here but um how do you feel that your military service has kind of helped you so far in the business um so i can tell you where it's definitely hurt me uh one of the reasons it hurt me was uh uh I'm a stickler for SOPs. That's what I did in the army. I did a lot of standards. I was a standardization instructor operator. So I taught other soldiers how to fly drones. Um, and uh, being very particular and fine tooth about what it says and how to follow it. Like I've, I've had a lot of issues with that where I'm like, well, it says this. And they're like, yeah, it says that, but you can kind of do, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to kind of expand my horizons on not necessarily following the book to a T. Um, but I think overall it's given me a lot of discipline and I don't fret. I don't, I don't get stressed out like some people do. Like, like, you know, some people just get freaked out and they're just like, Oh my God, you know, I'm like, okay, 50 meter target. What's that? You know, and, and just move from there. Um, and that's, I think that's definitely helped me for my military service. Yeah, I would have to definitely agree with that. You know, I kind of felt through some of the same things as um, as I was getting out. And Phil and I had talked about that quite a bit. Uh, he was kind of my sound on that because he's he's been out for a good good amount of time and he's experienced the corporate world and everything else. So uh, thank you, brother, for, for having that mentorship. And John, I hope you get some of that mentorship with some other folks that are in the franchise too to kind of help you kind of get past that. Um, all right. So I'm not going to steal any more time from Ernest. Ernest, man, thank you again for coming out here today. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about your journey too, please. Oh, yeah. So um, thanks for having me. Um, Ernest Perkins in Glendale, Arizona. Um, 20 years, Air Force veteran as a civil engineer electrician. Um, I think me and Jason met about a year ago, around this time a year ago, I was retiring and transitioning out. Um, we met on LinkedIn. And one thing about Jason is he's very uh, consistent, or persistent, or I might say. <laughs> so <laughs> I was on LinkedIn looking for a job, you know, getting out to the military. So I need a paycheck. So looking for a job and putting all these applications in. And the only people who respond were people trying to get me to sell insurance or trying to sell me something. So Jason came at a bad time. He was like, hey, you know, <laughs> have you ever thought about getting into a business or a franchise? Like, get out of here. <laughs> Then he's like, let's set up a meeting. And I was like, all right, I don't have nothing to do. I'm on terminal leave. Let's uh, let's bring this guy along for a little bit. So he had me fill out a um, personality uh, survey. He said, this will tell us what industry we can put you in. So I'm like, all right, this is some uh, BS, but I do. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> so I did it. And I love this, by the way, Ernest. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can give him crap now because once he's army, then we're done with the process. So, <laughs> so he gives him this this list. I do this personality check. I send it back to him. He's like, set up a meeting for the following week. Set up a meeting, and he comes back. Says, okay, here's your three choices. And one of the choices was 
Ace Handyman. He was like, does this make sense? I was like, well, tell me about this Ace Handyman people. And he was like, well, this is what they do. Do a home repair, blah, 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 all crafts. And I was like, this seems too good to be true because in the military, I was an electrician, but we all know that members of the military have more than one job. So our squadron was full of plumbers, electricians, structures, which is people that put up houses, um, wood, woodworkers, carpenters, um, horizontals, uh, dirt boys, or people who work on big trucks, drive big equipment. So basically our souvenir squadron could take a, a land, make it flat and build a structure on it just by using what we have, all the crafts, we got all the crafts, everybody you need, we got it all. So when he came back with Ace Handyman, sir, like this is too good to be true. And I told the wife, I was like, well, I only been talking to him about two weeks now. I'm gonna keep stringing him along until he asked me to pay for something. Then we're gonna cut ties. I'm like, look, dude, you pulled out. <laughs> so he kept going and going and going. Next thing I know, it was almost six months into it. And my mindset totally changed from trying to seek out and make myself better to be someone else employer, employee, because I was taking all these certs and trying to go back to school and pay all this money up front. But after talking to Jason and seeing where his path was at and that he was prior military, it kind of let my guard down a little bit where I could really trust him in the process. And then we started sharing stuff by his family and where his wife was at, the business he actually invested in. I was like, okay, I'll give you a try. So um, yeah, I took the long way around. I don't advise anyone to take the one year approach to sign up for a franchise, make it quick because that's a big, uh, that's a lot of roller coasters when you take that long. But yeah, working with Jason along this process, I really changed my mindset from going from being an employee to being an employer. And that was one, probably the one, one of the hardest lessons or that I'm still learning today, uh, making that mindset switch. So I want to say thanks, Jason, for being patient with me over those <laughs> couple of this past year. It wasn't always easy. Um, but yeah, um, that's how I got here. So it's been yeah. great. You know, really great origin stories from both of you. And, you know, so full disclosure, I'm an old dude, right? I hit 60 in April of this year. So I can say this with uh, a level of experience to say, you know, I got out of college. I joined Philip Morris. And the idea back then was this can be a lifelong experience, right? You're going to get a pension, 401k, you know, you're going to advance across the organization. And that doesn't exist in the way that it did 155 years ago when I graduated college. <laughs> and as much as we may contribute to an organization, there is that risk of sometimes, and John, in your experience, sometimes um, no matter how good your contributions may be, you know, you become a number to a company, unfortunately, in many cases. And asking yourself that question, like, listen, I'm talented. I'm really good at what I do. Why am I building equity for another person when I have the opportunity to maybe build it for myself? And just, you know, commendations to both of you for being open-minded to just explore that question and answer it meaningfully. And luckily you met a guy like Jason with integrity and pretty cool dude for the most part. Definitely. I think we all like him. Um, <laughs> and really exciting that you took that journey and got to the place that you are. And what I'd love to know now is, you know, what is the value proposition that you bring to the market? What are the things you're most excited about in the services uh, your company provides? Good question. 
So I, I can I can jump on that. I think I think what I've found the most right, what's been the most rewarding face value wise is when we do when I do talk to a customer, and they're like like yesterday for instance, the customer was like, hey. I had this uh, water leak. My roof caved in in my closet. I had to replace the drywall. I got to do all this stuff. I've got air conditioner guy here fixing this, and you know I've got remediators coming in to dry it. Do you think sometime this century you could come in here and take care of it? And I was like, I could be there tomorrow. And he was like, Huh? I was like, I could be there tomorrow. He's like, Take my money. Because I don't care what it costs. Take my money. Because yeah. you answered the phone, and you can be here tomorrow let's do it so that and that honestly is what i want to provide to huntsville uh is is the ability to not just get your job done but get the job done in a timely fashion um you know within the week is kind of my goal of every phone call so i have had jobs that have pushed out two or three weeks but that's on the on the customer the customer said hey let's do it on the 25th or let's do it on this time i'll be out of, i'll be out of town next month whatever um that's the only time that I've had to push it out past five days. So um, I feel pretty good about that, but I know that at some point I'm going to have too many customers and not enough people to make that happen. So it's a balancing act to make that happen. Right. So bringing on new people as well as making sure the guys that I have are fully employed before I do that you know, is, uh, and the, the franchise is really pushing me. They're like, you need to hire more people. You need to hire more people. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have the jobs for the people I have now. Like I have three guys and I can employ two and a half of them full time. You know, there's still a half of one that's not getting used. So, um, but they're like, if you hire them, they'll come. And I'm like, this isn't build of dreams, you know, like <laughs> I get it. I get it. We're hopeful thinking and all that, but I, I can't afford to, you know, to offer someone a job at an hourly wage and then have them sit on their couch. So I want to, I want to be fair to them as well. So it's about hundred percent. And you have those kinds of freedoms and Ernest, I imagine from your experience, you have like competencies and muscle memories. When you're talking to somebody on the phone, you kind of can envision that project based on what you've done. So how has that influenced the growth of your organization? Oh, uh, a lot. Um, being 20 years doing well in pretty much any construction business because we did this stuff kind of type of stuff all the time um it has really broadened because no matter what people called us to do either i have been part of it or has been have been part of planning it so it's really been uh, a blessing to have that military experience to bring it on board and it's really broadened our horizons um because so normal out we get projects that might seem big to the average handyman but when the having the eye to actually break that project down to smaller pieces we can make it all make sense and make it attainable for our craftsmen to go do it so we're keeping them motivated like hey we can do that it's not that big as you think because this is what they're really asking for so and and to be able to listen to your customers and know what they look what their vision is and having that experience to know how it moves and all the moving pieces um has been a big blessing it really helps the business as a whole. Absolutely. I can imagine. Yeah. You've got, you've got the background, you've got the experience, you've, you know, you've done it, you've been there, you've done it. Um, so between the two of you guys, you know, you, you, well, both of you guys, where do you see these, uh, these businesses going in the next five years? Do you guys think you're going to be uh, multiple territories or are you want to grow and, and kind of dig in where you're at? Uh, love, we'd love to hear 
you know, that five-year plan? You want to go first, Dave? <laughs> sure. Um, five years from now, I'm going to be a millionaire on the beach somewhere, <laughs> making my ties. Um, no, uh, long-term for me, uh, five years from now, like have multiple territories. Um, I want to control the space of the handyman business for West Glendale. So when you think handyman in that sense that we raise the bar so much that the average guy in a truck who slaps a sticker on there and doesn't even want to compete, like they won't even look their way because the bar that we set with our professional service, this is what people expect right now. When we answer the phone, they want you to show up on time, be honest and give an accurate estimate. So in five years, we want the whole West Valley to just expect this out of everybody, expect more out of their local handyman, we want to raise that bar. So in five years, we're the only one you think of when you think handyman business. And then from there, we're just going to keep growing. Um, we can be like the, uh, like the, the um, what was that movie the, um, with the lava or something going off and spreading around the state or the country? That's how you want to be the blob. It would be the blob. You can see a map of just handyman <laughs> service, Ace taking over this map. So that's my goal for the next couple of years. So. Brilliant. Thank you. How about you, John? I think um, Perfect World, three years from now, I'm no longer sitting here. Um, I still own it, but I'm not sitting here. I'm hoping that uh, I'm, you know, I, I groom someone to take my spot and run the day-to-day so that I can go and talk to Jason about something else. <laughs> it's kind wow. Of, it's kind of my hope. Like I, I've, I've, I've contemplated buying another territory of Ace Handyman Services, but the closest one would be about two hours away that I would, I would actually – one that I would want to buy. I don't know how you put that. The, 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 the area that I would prefer uh, is about two hours away, um, but I think it's definitely doable. Um, but it's it's one of those things where like, I've got to be here every day, you know, like not necessarily in this seat, but in this area, constantly networking, networking, networking. Like that's, I, ne- I never really understood the value of you know, kissing hands and shaking babies. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a huge value. Like Super. I'm out there doing it four hours a day, probably easily. Um, and um, so that's kind of where I've, I could go with another ace down there. Uh, but ultimately I really want to grow here somehow. So, and I think that would be with a different uh, service or something. So. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. So I want to prep you both, and one of you can volunteer to raise your hand to answer this first. Um, so I'm a homeowner, full disclosure. I like to do um, home improvement projects. Oftentimes, I screw them up as much as I successfully complete them. Oftentimes, they run twice the budget I expect because of those things, right? And sometimes I do get it right. Um, And one of the things I'm not really confident in is um, electricity. It scares me. Water scares me too. Only because I've flooded my house and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) created some shorts and things like that, right? So um, what I'm leading to is to say, I went to, I want to mention the name, but I went to a major national um, home improvement retailer and I purchased a, um, I don't know what they call it, but it's a uh, electrical stove that sits on top of the counter, whatever that might be called. And that company recommended a service to come out and do the 
evaluation, install, you know, estimation, things like that. And they did those things, right? During that meeting, they said to me, listen, don't call that company back, that major national home improvement company. Don't call them back because they bump up the prices by 20 cent, uh, 20%, but go directly through us, right? So that raised a little bit of a flag, but I really liked the, the team that came out. Um, so eventually a month later, I was ready to do that project because I had some cabinet painting to do and some other things. I was eventually ready to do that project. I reached back out to the principal of that independent company and he took the call and he said, yeah, I'm shopping at that, that national organization that will remain undisclosed. I'm shopping there right now, so I can't talk to you, but send me um, the specs of uh, what my team put together for you and I'll uh, come back with a bid. I swear to you, I've never heard from him again in three and a half weeks, right? <laughs> Right. And I'm frustrated because I'm like, I don't know if I want to do the electricity thing by myself. I've been looking at YouTube videos. I don't know if I can trust an independent company. I don't know if I should call Lowe's. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> the company that will on the I don't know if I should call them. <laughs> so knowing that story, it's not uncommon for people that are in your space to experience that. From each of your perspectives, how will you guide your company to provide a better service experience than what I've had anecdotally? So kind of what, what I said before, and I've heard this probably over a dozen times since, since, uh, since opening or even before opening. The moment I tell people, hey, our business proposition is you call me and I hope to be in your home within three days, five days at the most either fixing it or breaking it more, whatever, whatever the case may be, I plan to be there doing that. Um, and, and that they're astonished by that. Like I've had multiple calls, like they'll be like, Oh, Hey, when can you get to this? You know, they'll tell me all this big project they want to do. Oh, I want to build these cabinets and blah, 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 blah. When do you think you guys could do it? And I'm like, we can start next week. And they're like, Whoa, uh, well, I, you know, I was thinking you were going to say like a month from now, I'm not nowhere near ready for that. Uh, you know, so I think that's a big thing, but there's other things you got to think about. There are supply supply chain issues that I've, I've already seen. Um, large lumber, for instance, is hard to get through big box stores. You have to go to custom lumber yards, and those are usually 25 to 50% more expensive than your box store. Um, and like windows, for instance, there was a window that a guy the bottom part of the window had rotted out. He was asking me if we could replace it. And I was like, sure, we could replace it. We come out and measure it. And um, it was a special order picture window. So it doesn't open or anything. It's just a giant sheet of glass. And it was over his bathtub. Um, and it was like 50 inches by 50 inches, which is enormous for a bathroom yeah. window. Yeah, very big. Um, and uh, I reached out to all the vendors that sell windows. And big box stores don't carry special sized windows they carry you know particular 36 inch you know type windows they don't carry the fancy ones so i reached out to different vendors and they were all told me the same thing that it's probably nine months before he'll see that window just wow. because of the requirement because it's in a bathroom it's got to be uh tempered and because it's tempered that marks a, if it was just a regular glass window it'd be about 300 bucks he'd have it in about two months tempered and uh you know uh glazed or whatever so you can't see through it. 
it's another uh, seven or eight hundred dollars for the window, and it'll be seven to ten months before you can see it. Yeah, so, and your client could potentially glaze it themselves and put coating, right? But right. nine months. Yeah, so that's the that's the rub, right? So there there are some things that are just out of people's control, but the other part is is if you're if you're a company who does who does large projects, right? Like if I'm, you know, Bob the builder and I build, you know, houses and condos and apartment complexes, I don't have time to come fix your door. Like call me all day long. Yeah, 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 we do that. We get to you in five or six months, you know, when it's blizzarded outside and I can't do anything else, I'll come fix your door is what they're telling you. Whereas I'm the opposite. You know, I can't come build your house, but I can come fix your door any day of the week. Got it. Excellent. Thank you, John. How about you, Ernest? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that makes us better is just communication. I mean, if you was going to get this stove uh, cabinets, this countertop stove, and the company couldn't produce, they have to communicate with you step by step of what's going on. Um, most of the time when I'm experiencing this now, we have a general contractor or somebody working in your house. Once you say start work, they come in, do make all this mess and just leave. You have no idea what phase of the job they're in or what's going on at the ordering parts. So even at the beginning phase, if they say call us, we can get you scheduled or they got to pick up the material with us, we give you step-by-step -step communication along the way. We'll say, hey, we want to install that stove for you, but it looks like it's about three months out. We don't keep letting you know updates as it comes up. Maybe we get a stove in two months later and we can get it done faster. But along the way, we're walking through the process. We're checking in on you pretty much once a week saying, are you still interested? We still got you on the books. The stove is taking forever, but we'll get you there. But communication is the biggest thing that I see most of these um, crafts don't respect. Like John was saying, they're too busy for the small stuff, but they won't tell you that because they still want to keep you in the pocket. They want to keep you waiting. So <laughs> they don't want to let you off to somebody else, but they'll keep you waiting in the back. So you kind of have that hope. Maybe they'll call me today or maybe they'll call me tomorrow to get my stove installed, but no, they won't. Um, so that's why we communicate you from day one all the way to the end of the project. We make sure that you know everything that's going on every phase. Man, I love that. And I think the military has taught all of us, listen, have enough integrity to give the bad news first. Yeah. Be upfront with people, right? And tell them, here's the situation. Here's what I suggest we can do. If that doesn't work for you, I respect that. But what I don't want to do is lead you down a path of this kind of thinking when this is going to be the result. And so let's have an honest conversation, right? And we've learned the importance of that alignment and integrity in our military careers. And it sounds like you both bring that to what you do. And I think in both of your cases, that's going to lead to your successes in what you do. And Ernest, for you, multiple territories and a big expanse across the map. John, for you, diversifying your portfolio. You're in good hands with Jason in either case. And I'm just really proud of both of you for taking that entrepreneurial step. And again, such an honor to talk to both of you. So thank you so much for committing this time. Yeah, same here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Likewise, guys. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually really jealous of your communities, too, because I I use contractors and handymen all the time because I break everything I touch. <laughs> and uh Dude, I had, I think I probably told each of you this story in the past. I've had uh, folks come out here and, you know, replace fences or, you know, fix a gate or, or do something. And I have to actually chase them down to get an invoice, let alone get them out here. 
It's like, I shouldn't have to chase you to, to give you my money. I don't understand. So I can't wait. I got to admit here, Jason, I'm having kind of a Hulk smash image, just looking at you. Like I break everything. Well, Hulk smash. Well, my wife tells me I, I don't possess the ability to be gentle with anything. So that's probably correct. <laughs> don't use your imagination. Anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for coming out. Um, uh, please tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. What's your website? What's your number? Where are you at? You know, all that good stuff. And we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Sure. Um, services.com is, uh, you can find both of us there, type in your zip code and it'll bring you to the nearest franchise to you. And obviously if you're in the Huntsville area, you'll come to me. If you're in the Glendale area, you'll go to Ernest. Um, my number is 256-937-3855. Um, and yeah, would love to opportunity to earn more business from anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Catch us on the website. Um, Contrary to most beliefs, we're not in competition with each other. It's a team uh, concept. So together, everyone achieves more. So as long as John doing an excellent job getting five-star reviews, people can see me as getting excellent getting five-star reviews. It's better for the whole brand. So yeah, acehandyman.com is where you can find us. Um, Alabama, Arizona, everywhere in between. Um, if you want to reach me directly, my number is 623-624-6373. Awesome. Right, right on, guys. Yeah, I like that comment. Rising tides, raising all ships and all that good stuff, man. It's power of the uh, that franchise community. So thank you again, you guys. Uh, everybody that's listening, if you like this show, uh, please go ahead and share it. Uh, you know, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome, guys. Thank so fun. great to meet you.